everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Anime House, where today we're going to be talking about the last few chapters, actually, of One Piece. Oh, it's, it's huge, bro. It's huge. It's really, really big. Before we even continue, honestly, uh, 1044, before we even continue talking about One Piece, I'm going to implore everyone who has not read the chapters to read the chapters. Very much encourage everyone to read the chapters before listening to the rest of the podcast. There will be some major, major, major spoilers about like what happened in the recent chapters, and I don't want to spoil the experience for anyone. So even if you're not an avid reader or you're watching or you don't mind spoilers, please read the chapters. They're really good. Uh, I would recommend. Yeah. And with that being said, I mean, be warned, multiple spoilers ahead. Are you guys ready for a spoiler, not spoiler situation? The most recent chapters, chapter 1044, 1048, a mix of those, are the, are, are the kind of like the content within them are the same thing as everyone that goes into One Piece nowadays pretty much knows if you ask someone, oh, I'm going to start watching One Piece, they will respond with, oh, that's the series where Ace dies, right? And, and you're like, oh, okay. It's that kind of spoiler. And so the current spoiler that happened in the most recent chapters is that kind of level. Like, everyone's going to know about it. And you're, like, going to be spoiled going into it even before you had the opportunity. Unless, like, you somehow go into it blindly. And I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how it happened. But for an, for an entire week, I got no spoilers because I was just staying off of, like, social media for this last week. Uh, well, not staying off of, per se. I was lucky enough to avoid a lot of the spoilers. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I don't know how anyone would avoid it. After that, I just kept getting like a lot of One Piece. I think it's One time. Piece info. I think it's time we just say it. He didn't eat the gomi gomi no mi, quote unquote. That's it. The guy who's who we've been following for the last twenty five years, his power, quote unquote, like devil fruit power, isn't what we thought it was. And honestly, it's like a bit. Is I mean, we'll go more into it's it. It's a right? mythical Zoan. It's like fucking nuts. <laughs> he just said. <laughs> He's literally a god. They literally said he's a god. And I was like, what? Uh, There's a lot that we're going to talk about here, okay? There's there's going to be a lot that we're going to talk. But first and foremost, yes. There's so much to talk about this whole situation, right? It goes into the whole theme of like, what does it mean to have a name, right? And this kind of like metacontextual. They renamed it something else. But all things considered, it doesn't matter for Luffy, bro. Luffy is still using this fruit as his, his own because at the end of the day what people call it it's like shanks can go up to him and be like yo bro by the way it turns out that the fruit that you ate for me wasn't called the gomi gomi nomi sorry bro I, f- I forgot to tell you he's gonna be like what are you talking about shanks it's the gomi gomi nomi look at me i'm a rubber guy like it, it's irrelevant for luffy as a person yeah like it's just that's the kind of fruit it is and like we're gonna go more into this man talking about the whole notion of what does it mean to when you restrict yourself right into thinking it's just rubber in the case of Luffy, obviously, he did think it's rubber, but, like, his imagination, it, it's, the fruit itself, right, it's one that rewards the user for being creative. Well, specifically, specifically free-spirited, that's quite literally what they said in the chapter, free-spirited. Someone who has no distinct fighting style, or no distinct, like, person, like, you cannot identify what they do because they, they do it's so random. And yeah, Luffy yeah. is the epitome of that, right? Because we see that throughout the entirety of One Piece, so it was, it, it was like, it fit in perfectly. I, yeah, no, I mean, not to say the gummy gummy no, that it doesn't fit him perfectly, right? The fact that it's elastic and he always bounces back, right? Theoretically, like metaphorically, yeah. like that, that fits. This goes back into just good writing, right? How your power system or the power that your protagonist has reflects an aspect of himself. I mean, let's go back to like Fullmetal Alchemist, right? The deconstruction, reconstruction, right? 
the whole like science notion that goes into it and like how I mean like you know the, the, their powers reflect like who they are as individuals you know and like and then we can go to uh your fairy series right um Avatar the Last Airbender right well or Bojack Horseman has taken that place and, but and, yeah okay yeah Bojack Horseman has taken that place but like yeah the, what I'm saying like the power system itself like hot-headed kind of situation it reflects who the characters are in like One Piece in particular this one um Okay, there's a lot of controversy, right? We we gotta address. Like, I have a list of things to talk about, and I'm gonna let you talk, right? Because because you're newer, right? I I've been listening to a ton of people talk about stuff. So like, what I have to bring is going to be like accumulation of what I thought was interesting, what I feel is worth mentioning. But I want to hear what you what you gotta say, because I think you're 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 pretty hot up hot hot off it, right? Straight up. Yeah, Monday. I I caught up on Monday. How many chapters? It was like three or four. It wasn't that much. I just oh, like I was, okay. I was waiting to catch up completely. But anyway, a lot of things I want to talk about. But before I even get into that, there's two big ones I want to talk about. At the end of chapter 1045, um, Kaido was like, "Your heart is almost spent. What are you gonna do?" And Luffy is like, "I'm gonna let it." Like he he literally says like he's using the last of his heart to beat Kaido. Now. For those of you who may or may not know or have been following, like, Law for pretty much since he joined, the main, the prevailing theory around Law was, like, he was going to use his awakened ability, right? Because one of his abilities and one of his, it, it, it involves death, but Law's whole thing is, like, he can, like, he can revive one person, but if he does that, he dies. Yeah, there's a couple of aspects to it. This goes back to the Dress Rosa, right, and Don Flamingo's situation, and like why, quote unquote, lost ever for the opening Opinomi is the ultimate fruit or the most. I forget the epithet that, that they gave it, right? Luffy's epithet is that it's the most ridiculous fruit imaginable. I think lost is the most. Is the old? I don't know. It's something like that, right? Some, it, some it, kind it, of it, yeah, it was like something yeah. like the most powerful, whatever. Yeah. Because of like what it can do. Um, and in particular, it can do like. I think, if I remember, it can do the immortality surgery, right? And 60% sure that Luffy's heart is going to stop working after this. After I, I this think it, it's already started. It, no, it's already started, it. right? At he's the a, end, at he's the a end, walking corpse. He literally is, because at the end, uh, Kaido is like, you have, you can, if you keep fighting me, you're going to die. Your heart cannot take any more of this. And he said, he literally gets back up and he's like, don't sweat it, let's finish it. And that's literally what he said word for word. He is ex- he's ex- he's using all of his like ability and powers, right? I'm ninety percent sure Law is gonna revive him at the end of this fight, and Law is gonna die. And I that is that. my prevailing theory. Of course, I don't want that. Law's my favorite character, but like I think it's too soon, bro. I I actually don't. I don't think it is. I mean, the reason I say that is because we finally within this arc, right? Until this point, Law has been. Law, quote unquote, finished his mission, right? With the Corazon whole thing situation with Doflamingo. But it was in this arc where he, like, made a comment to Corazon. It's like, I want to find out what this checkered fate has in store, right? Because he, he, he's the only one currently that was able to go to see the Poneglyph that Kaido has. And yeah. he must have he, he read it. No, he, he has the voice of all things. That's been alluded to throughout right. the Mono arc, right? Yeah. So he was able to, like, understand what the Poneglyph said to him. Mm-hmm. And that's when he made a comment, I want to find out what this checkered fate has. So I, I I want him to make it to the end to find out, but I think you're right. And I'm, I mean, Momo right mentioned that. Oh my God, Luffy's Luffy's voice is fading really fast. Yeah. At the same time, the Gear Fifth was running out, quote, quote unquote, Gear Fifth his awakening, and yeah. that just that's indicative that he did die in chapter one thousand forty three around there. Like yeah. he kind of killed him. Like his heart stopped, so he's dead. But now his Devil Fruit is keeping him alive, right? Gear Fifth pretty awakening. much. And like once Gear Five is done, he's done. So like. One of the things that I'm very curious about to see is 
if Oda is going to decide to keep Law around, which he could, right? Maybe he gained some knowledge from the Pond Glyphs. Or maybe he has some able him to keep him alive. What if, like, there's, like, so many different options in my head. Like, one of the things I was thinking about was, like, oh, what if he is able to revive Luffy, but at the, at the cost of his own devil fruit, right? What if he was able to revive Luffy, but at the cost of his own life? That's another option. So there's multiple different avenues you can go, but there's going to be a cost. And I know for a fact Law is going to be involved. There's no way he isn't. So I am personally of that opinion. I have been of that opinion since chapter, like, I don't even know. Like, it was like dropped. Right? Yeah, literally, like four hundred chapters ago. So like, I am. This was a big. That was a big deal to me. When I saw that, I was like, this kind of confirmed a lot of my suspicions of this could realistically happen. And it's not even it could. I think it will realistically I mean, it, happen. It's a Chekhov's gun, bro. <laughs> it's just waiting to happen. Yeah, now it's just waiting to happen. So like, I am personally very excited to see kind of how that how that pans out. Also, I want to mention that. Uh, this is going to sound interesting, and maybe maybe this is a little too far-fetched, but doesn't Luffy's awakened devil fruit kind of remind you of the Chinese sun god Sun Wukong? Okay, so I got to mention something. Uh, around chapter 1043, there's been a, there was a lot of theories. So the Sun Wukong, right, devil fruit situation and all of that not, like stuff, people, when it was quote-unquote confirm in chapter 1043 that something was happening to Luffy, right? With the whole smirk that he had at the end of the chapter. A ton of people thought it was the resin resin devil fruit. Were you around for those theories? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I didn't read them, but yes. Okay. So, like, so resin, right? It's that goo thing that comes from trees that, like, is the oh, predecessor yeah. for rubber. Yeah. And yeah. they were thinking, oh, that's that's the fruit that the goers they were talking about that hasn't awakened in 800 years, right? And the part of it being awakened is some kind of vague. We weren't like the community wasn't sure if they were referring to the awakening right of devil fruits when they like reach the next level or if it's just been awakened as in it's in circulation but but during that time people were thinking oh it's the resin resin fruit and then honestly in retrospect we're thinking why would people want that fruit <laughs> it's just yeah. the, tree, the tree snap fruit and then the current the theory right was that it was somehow associated to the atom fruit of of the um one piece universe because you know adam adam bark or like adam tree what is really resilient and stuff like that and then it's like there's some kind of Christianity thing going on that Oda's kind of touching upon with the whole Adam and Eve situation um, in the garden and whatnot. So that's going to be probably looked into later on. The whole devil fruit, right? The forbidden fruit uh, from from that kind of uh, mythos. Mm -hmm. But before that, it was the people were guessing it was he had the mythical like Sun Wukong fruit because of the whole relationship between him and Goku, right? And how it's kind of vaguely journey to the to the West. Well, not just that. I mean, like I was talking about more in terms of like the personality and aspect. The whole point of Sun Wukong is like freedom and someone who's like boundless. That is like quite literally like the whole point of that this like mythical mythos, right? Oh, I wouldn't go that far. It's uh, it's a bit nuanced, but like yeah, some Wukong but, definitely I has mean, that kind it's, of spirit. It's, it's 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 a it's a big factor, and so like, I that was what I was basing it off of, and I mean like, Nika was like, Nika was like sun. Like there is definitely some kind of correlation yeah. there for sure in terms of spirit and like uh, how he chooses to fight. So. The sun, the sun bright, right? It brings joy. There's a lot that we can talk about. I think maybe we can talk, touch up on what people don't like about this current, like, revelation. Mm -hmm. In particular, there's, like, two aspects, right? 
there's the aspect that they feel that there's a plot hole that exists because the word government didn't gun Luffy down more for this fruit, for the fruit that he ate, right? The gomi gomi nomi. Um, because the previous word government, the people who were like in charge of it outside of Emu, right? The old Gorose and whatnot. They went through a ton of effort, right, to pretty much provide a ton of like misinformation concerning that devil fruit so that people don't realize how good it is or like to pretty much bury it to history to the annals of annals of history i forget what they i forget the word they use right to the point that they published an encyclopedia of devil fruit they mentioned the fruit's name and what it can do right but they hid the fact that gomi gomi nomi is also known as you know uh the mythical zone so they feel that that's a plot hole the other thing the other uh point of discussion is that people are okay with the powers of the awakened devil fruit right Right, the whole kind of Looney Tune kind of rubber hose animation devil fruit like powers, and I don't want to touch up on the whole rubber hose animation devil fruit thing. But they just don't like that it shares a god's name because then they're thinking, oh, now Luffy's chosen one. I don't like this, and I'm I'm kind of with them on that. But like we can talk more of that. First, I want to talk about your opinions on is it a plot hole in your like at face value? Is it a plot hole that that the four government did not tackle Luffy and the Straw Hats more to make sure that Luffy was killed right before this happened. No, I don't think it was. I don't. I don't think that plot hole like really makes sense. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, because like, yeah, even if they did know, like, what could they do? They literally said like, this fruit has eluded us for 800 years. Even if they knew Luffy had it, um, one thing you kind of got to understand is the vice admiral, or whatever, is literally his like surrogate father, which is kind of a big one. The politics involved, yes. Yes, and then like there is politics involved, but on top of that. Their whole idea was like, this fruit has eluded us for 800 years, implying that they knew past users who had it, do anything about it. And I think what Luffy kind of represents in the entirety of One Piece is this idea of freedom, this idea of like, um, like kind of defying the government, being your own like true self, all that, right? Even if they did know, realistically, what could they have done is, a, is, is, is more of like a question I want to say, because I think... Personally, in One Piece, one of the most underrated aspects of it are the politics involved, right? For example, CP0 and, like, their involvement with Wano is really telling in the last, like, seven chapters, right? They're like, no, we're just going to let it play all out. And we're going to make our attack at very specific points because that's when we can can do the most damage. And the world government has been doing – I mean, with the exception of, like, the the, the big – the the whole Ace Arc and stuff. um, They've been very much of, like, a – there's no point in causing undue stress when we can attack at very specific points to deter them from their overall mission, right? Because at the end of the day, it's not just the pirates that are trying to find the one piece. It's also the world government. Because I think it's very, very telling of the fact that I think they're u- they're trying to use Luffy in a way to kind of understand the Poneglyphs, understand like the, the greater purpose of all of this. Maybe, maybe. I think um, I mean, you touched up on it, right? They're not a unified, complete force, right? The world government and the Marines. Yeah, the Marines, Marines. And uh, one of the most important aspects, I think, in Oda's, like, writing style in general, is he will always call back to specific points throughout, in the future. Uh, and while there are obvious, like, plot holes, because it is, it is at the end of the day, a shonen um, uh, substance, I think Oda does a really, really good job of making sure that, like, if there is a plot hole in the text, he will call back to it in maybe, like, 50 to 100 chapters, but it will be called back to and so I think right now, even if we don't know that much information, I'm pretty sure it's going to be explained in like 50 to 100 chapters. In fact, I can probably guarantee it. 
I feel, and I'm going to say this right here, right? That this adds almost to the allure or to the idea of like how I, I, hindsight is 2020, right? You can even find real life examples of historical governments that failed to address something, right? Yeah. Even though everything was there, like red herrings were there, they, they should have paid attention, but there's a lot of things that are going on that they got to pay attention to. You mentioned the ace things. And I have a list here in front of me that I thought about, right? Um, to put things into perspective, Luffy, the Straw Hat Pirates have been active for one year at tops, right? The word government has existed for 800 years. That, all right, keep that in mind. And they were only active for six months initially, right? During the, you know, the, the pre-time skip. Yeah. And then what they were doing, right? What the word government was busy trying to figure out was the ace execution, right? Getting rid of the last, the quote-unquote, Kindle of the Great Pirate Age. Luffy, for the fact that even if they did know he has the rubber, rubber food, right? He's been active for six months. That's not a long time. And they have higher priorities. Like, exactly. And they have natural barriers, right? And even after, right? He went AFK. The Straw Hats went AFK for two years. As far as the word government, it's like, okay, I guess he just died. I don't know. <laughs> He's not doing anything. We can't really. And let's, let's keep in mind, right? They, they have, the Gorosei are the only ones that know this. Because the whole point of keeping it secret is that no one tries to go for this thing anymore, and they can't make a huge, a huge event out of it. They need to use CP zero, or they need to use CP nine. And guess what happened to CP nine? <laughs> exactly. Kind of already. They have natural barriers. Is what I'm. This, the next point that I'm saying, right? The seven warlords. The fact that Luffy started in the East Blue, which is currently right known as the weakest sea, but that's another way of saying that the Marines have the most influence in the East Blue. So piracy is at, is at an all-time low because it's like cut off at the root because of the fact that they have so much Marines in there. Like the fact that Luffy came out of that sea as a quote-unquote successful pirate is is very impressive. But not only that, even when they acknowledge Luffy, and it might have not even been the Gorose who gave them the um the bounty. I'm not too sure who gives them the bounty. Luffy still got the highest bounty reported in the East Blue. So they put a mark on him automatically. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Intentionally or not. And the next thing that we got to respect is this luck is a huge theme within One Piece, right? You mentioned the politics concerning, like, how he's the grandson of Garp, right? And probably they want to, like, scuff that out in secret, even if it's not the Gorosei. There's individuals like Aokoiji, for example, who went soft on Luffy, by the way. Even if, I, I don't even, even if they told him you have to kill him, I think Aokoiji, because of the, his, like, kind of sense of justice, would still let Luffy go out of respect for Garp, right? And that happened, right? Mm-hmm. And the other aspect, that the revolutionary pirates, right, Kuma and even Luffy's dad, helped Luffy, right? Kuma, a warlord, went to Thriller Bark when the Straw Hat Pirates were pretty much right there in front of them dying and like easy to just eliminate and he saved them that's that's just no denying he saved them at that point which is unfortunate for the world government because technically they you know kuma is supposed to be on their side if it was anyone that wasn't aligned with the revolution of paris then luffy was done at that point so there's a bit of luck going into it you mentioned the politics and it and then people might also mention okay so what about the 10 or so years that luffy had when he was a kid this goes back to the idea that they can't necessarily send someone to just kill a kid. That's weird. <laughs> like, why is it? Why is the Gorosei trying to kill this one kid? What's so unique about this one kid, right? And not only that, Luffy was heading in a pretty much like, like a what, like some unknown backwater kind of location, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, effectively, yeah. yeah like they didn't know anything about him. So that's that. I already mentioned the East Blue situation. He's still getting the highest bounty, so you know, bounty hunters was at were after him, right? 
Um, they can't make a massive, you know, move for the fruit because they're trying to keep it in the down low. The whole business was ace, right? And now this is something else, right? Um, Sengoku during the summon war put a huge target on Luffy, man. Like if there if there was any point where like the quote unquote world government and by you know the Marines, right, by the extension the world government were trying to kill Luffy, it was at that moment when. When Sengoku said, yo, this kid right here, he's the grand, he's the grandson of Garp, sure. But he's also the son of the revolutionary dragon. Ako, Akoiji, go kill him. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, he said, and he was going to kill him. If it wasn't for Ace, he would have died. Because mm-hmm. Ace died there. There's a lot of things that happen that they're not, they're not underestimating Luffy. It's just that everything kind of worked out for Luffy. And, you know, my, people might think, like, oh, no, that's, like, easy cop-out. I don't think it is, man. Out of, I mean, it's been less than a year, and it's been sporadic, right? And they have a lot of things going on for them. It's I, I don't, I can see that this fruit can get away from them. And it's coincidentally, they've even mentioned, mystical zones have a, quote-unquote, will of their own. We can touch up on a bit about on that, but I feel that it's thematically it's cute, right? That it still continues to escape them, and, and it's like Luffy, like Looney Tunes, in that aspect because it's really like easygoing, and that's like a different topic. I think, um, I think with that, right? I, I, I made my point, and like the probability, like of it awakening, it, it's it's super low, man. Like it doesn't happen unless it was the perfect match, and Luffy is like the perfect host for this fruit. Either if it's fate, if it's Luffy, they chose the fruit or the fruit chose him. We we don't know yet, right? That's something that Oda might touch up on or just leave leave it to us for to the, to think about. But yeah, there's like a lot of things that goes into this. The fact that the straw has got away, right? And I don't think it's a plot hole. I think if anything, it adds to the story. I, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I think it does as well. And I think that's something that Oda like kind of makes sure makes sure about, right? Yeah. Um and something he kind of hammers home. So I also really like how the Gorosei like, were the ones that made the executive decision. Let's not forget that time a while back, right during the um, Reverie, where Imusan had a poster of Luffy. And now I think we know why he had a poster of Luffy, right? Yeah, that's like the fruit, the old fruit of Joy Boy, right? Or Nick, or the old fruit of Nika. We don't really know that too much, but that was probably one of the reasons. And you know, Imu decided that's not important. I don't think this is going to be relevant. Imu decided to kill BB, or like to target BB. Right. But and it was the Gorosei who made the executive decision. Okay, Emo has his own plans, right? Or their own plans. How about we just get rid of Luffy right now? Yeah. <laughs> so, a lot of stuff going for it. I guess, um, what do you think about the whole... What they said about Zones having a will of their own? I thought that was really interesting. I was actually going to bring that up right after. Uh, I think that was an interesting point because... The idea of... I mean, zones were really explored throughout Wano, right? For obvious reasons. And I think the ability to transform into something else is, like, pretty OP. Uh, <laughs> so, I actually kind of like it. Like, the fact that it gives an extra layer to these fruits that are otherwise, like... They seem like, okay, you could just turn into an animal and you get their strength and, like, so what? But, like, the fact that you kind of, like, innately become, like, a totally different, like, thing is, like both personality-wise and then, like, physically-wise, I think it's kind of cool. It adds a little bit of a difference than, like, like for example, like an Animorph. Like, you are you are more than just an Animorph character. Um, I like it, personally. Yeah, I think some people don't like the idea that the flute is influencing Luffy. I think rather than influencing him, like, making him who he is as he is now, I believe that the fruit felt that this person that Luffy is complements what 
they represent, right? Or the Nika Nika fruit represents. The whole notion that Luffy has inherited the will of an individual, right? Maybe Gold Roger or maybe even Joy Boy, like some along the lines. And this is the person that can make best use of this fruit. Not yeah. the fact that, you know, the fruit influenced them, but the fact that the fruit was like, okay, I want this guy to eat me. Or maybe Luffy chose this fruit himself, right? We, we're not too sure what they're going to go with. But I do want to mention, remember the first time that we saw a devil fruit being reincarnated? Yes. It was Punk Hazard, right? And it was also a zone fruit. That's the first time that we ever saw a zone fruit being reincarnated. Or like a fruit in general, and it turns out it was the zone fruit, right? It was the um, some gecko, some something like that. It was like the death from the slime. Yeah. And I think I think the way that the and this is actually a comment about from Tekken One on One made, right? Because I watch a lot of YouTube one PC two YouTubers. Tekken one on one made the comment that the only time we saw a devil fruit being reincarnated was right then and there, right? What if mm-hmm. the way that the devil fruit, right, the Nika Nika no me has been eluding the word government is that when it gets reincarnated, it chooses a place that's really far away from where it just died if if the Marines or the world government is there. Because it doesn't want to be caged, it doesn't want to be taken away to, because if it does, then it can't make people happy, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it intentionally gets reincarnated really far away, and this is like a random theory, just, it's cute, but I feel like it fits, right? It goes into the fact that they have a will in that they can choose where they get reincarnated. In this case, the Nika Nika Nomi is always reincarnated really far away from the world government. Yeah, I think that's an important point to note. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think it'd be cute <laughs> It literally has a will of its own. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no denying that the moment that the the soul or the devil is in a fruit, right, it, it can't move anymore. And that's yeah. kind of like where um, who's who was able to even like get their hands on it. And now we're moving on to Shanks, right? And how Shanks stole the fruit from who's who. And now I want to ask you, because there's been another set of theories, right, asking is, did Shanks know that the Gomi Gomi Nomi was this mythical zone. And what do you think? I don't think he did, to be honest. I, I don't think he did. I, I mean, I think he knew what, what the fruit was, but I don't think he knew that it was this powerful. I mean, I would, uh, but then again, I wouldn't put it past him either. See, this is a weird question because I think Oda can write it. So, like, it very much depends on the interaction that Luffy and, and Shanks will have in the future if they ever do have an interaction. However, I am of the opinion that Shanks didn't actually know what that fruit really was. I think he knew what the bear, like, the at face value what it was, but I don't think he knew. Because if he knew how powerful that fruit was, like... Woody, like, let's be completely honest. <laughs> like, the security was really bad. Like, if yeah. a kid could go up and just eat it, like, that's kind of a problem. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's really funny. I, I think it adds to his, who he is as a person if he did know it and he kind of messed up, quote unquote. But okay, you ready to hear the angle that some people are like suggesting for this for this situation? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're thinking that if he knew, right, why was he in the East Blue during that during that time? And they're thinking that he was trying to deliver this fruit to Ace, the son of Gold Roger, mm-hmm. if he knew it was like this amazing, really like a fruit that has a lot of history. So yeah. that the reason he was in the East Blue was because he was trying to look for Ace to give this fruit to him because in his in his idea, right, his captain was like, Oh, my son's gonna be joyful, he's gonna be this great person. Like, you know, it was like, Okay, sure, man, I'll help I'll help you fulfill that quote unquote really insane expectations you have on your son. I'm not too sure if I like that, right? I'm more so of the fact that he didn't know, right? And that he just, out of good faith, 
because then it puts a weird angle that he has expectations of Luffy, right? I I wanna I will I I like the vision or like the idea that I have of Shanks just doing that out of his goodwill, out of the mm-hmm. fact that he saw something really cool in Luffy, and he felt you know what there's something great about you. You said the exact same thing as my old captain. You're really fun, man. <laughs> and like I I don't know what it is, but there's something that's really really attractive about you. Even before he ate the fruit, he liked the kid even before then. <laughs> Right, he was just hanging out with him right there at a bar. Right, and the fact that you know that security was lax is kind of it's it's funny. I, I think it's really funny. Um, yeah. But but and the fact that Luffy knew that the fruit was there, uh, I don't. I haven't gone back to see the chapter. Right, I don't know if the quote unquote chest was open or maybe Luffy just got out of his chair. He's like, oh, what's this? And the chest, maybe the fruit was calling out to him, or maybe he felt something within that chest. Well, but there's definitely a connection between him and the fruit, right? From their personalities and whatnot, and how they complement one another. But yeah, um, I think all all theories of Shank is evil are 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 awful. They're they're bad. They're bad mm-hmm. theories. Um, and one of, another reason why people are thinking Shanks is evil is remember when he met with the Gorosei? Yeah. And he said, "I want to talk about that pirate, or I want to talk about a pirate." He never said Blackbeard. We all thought it was Blackbeard, right? And of course, Oda can take this in any way, and I'm sure with every direction Oda goes with, I'm gonna be okay with, because I I trust Oda, and like many yeah. people, <laughs> we trust Oda. I mean, I completely you not gonna have to. Yeah, <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing else to do. Um, but yeah, that's the current situation. Maybe we hear more or we learn more about this during the movie Red, right? That upcoming One Piece movie. Yeah, I'm actually really hyped for that movie. I think it'll be really good. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's exciting. Okay. I think now we can move in a bit more about talking about Nika, right? The god, quote-unquote, god aspect of the fruit and, like, what it is. What? The One Piece movie Red? No, not Red. Uh, the Devil Fruit. The Devil Fruit in, like, its true name, right? And the fact oh, that Luffy uh, now okay. shares... Yeah, you, you start with this one, because this one's a lot. It's just so much... Yeah. All right, I want to say this. I want to say that the majority of the community, right, me included, we like how his powers have developed, right? Are you familiar with Rubber Hose Animation? No, I'm not. Okay, okay. So you're definitely familiar with Looney Tunes, right? Um, Scooby-Doo, Tom and Jerry. Oh, yes! I know where you're going with this, but keep going. Okay, okay. So you're you're already starting to see it. But even before this, one of the first primary animations, right, um, that was like the ancestor... Of of what became Looney Tunes and stuff like that is something called rubber hose animation, and that right. is kind of, what it is. It's a style of an animation, right? Early animation that was developed in America. That due to the limitations of the technology, right, they needed to take to take some to make some creative creative choices, right? And one of the things is that it brought this kind of very unique Looney Tunes style of animation. And yeah. right, the reason why it gets the like the name rubber hose is because of the the limbs that they chose to use. They're very reminiscent of use of rubber hose limbs, right? That they're loopy, they don't have any joints and anything like that, which is very, you know, particular. It's pretty much Luffy, <laughs> like how Luffy's devil fruit is. What I think happened, right, and this goes back to the comment that like the interview concerning Oda, right, or the SBS, when people ask why did you why did you choose a rubber fruit, he said. I wanted to choose a fruit that was really fun, right? That I could draw and I could have fun uh, pretty much, right? And I think that the inspiration for his um, awakening is honestly that the fruit itself is supposed to be a rubber hose animation devil fruit. And that makes sense, right? Out of all the fruits that exist in One Piece, you have a fruit like Laws, right? That's the Opie Opie Nomi, the Operation Operation Fruit. And that's like 
abstract, a very abstract fruit, right? The fact that he's the doctor and the and he makes a room that's his operation room, right? And now he can like teleport within it and he can do a bunch of weird stuff like generate electricity. But then there's, then there's also things like the laundry, laundry fruit, which takes the concept of, of laundry into a power. And that's very abstract. So the reason why this fruit is kind of ridiculous is the fact that imagine fighting or quote unquote having an anime character fight something like Bugs Bunny. Uh, Bugs Bunny isn't necessarily like some like universal kind of threat, but the kind of nonsense that Bugs Bunny can do makes you feel like, damn, this guy's kind of overpowered. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, because like they have so much things going for them, and they almost feel indestructible. I think there's a trope called the um, Toon Force, whatever. I think what Luffy has is a bit more not as crazy as that, right? And I really like that. We saw it recently in chapter 1045 because that was just a fight chapter that Luffy isn't just like thrashing Kaido. And I really, really like that. The fact that they're both still trying very hard, right? They're both in the last leg, but it's not like he got a Super Saiyan power-up that just made Kaido irrelevant, which is great. I feel what that chapter did is just showed a lot of the innovation that Luffy has and how he really is just... His power of imagination is reflective in cartoons. And my sister actually called it that he was going to be a cartoon character or something along those lines. In chapter 1043, when people were like thinking that's the resin resin fruit, she said, oh, he's just going to be Scooby-Doo. And I'm like, how the hell did you, did you, he's just gonna be <laughs> she, she said that, she just said, oh yeah, it's just, he's going to be, um, I don't know how she got it, bro. But you know, that's so funny. I honestly think that the, his awakening is supposed to be the rubber hose animation devil fruit. But what Oda did for his story was that he made it a mythical zone, right? And he gave it the name of his own kind of um his own god in universe, which is a very, very cool thing that he did, right? He subverted something that we thought we understood about mythical zones, right? Up until this point, all mythical zones were creatures from our from our universe, right? From our mythology, like Phoenix, Dragons, um, Yamatos, which is like some god deity from japan things that we kind of know from history right but this is the first time that he ever uses his own lore to explain a devil fruit which i thought was genius <laughs> that was really cool and i guess something else that it's kind of explained now retroactively is that you know how there's the whole and like quote-unquote luffy had the anime um plot armor whenever he got back up yeah it can now be in explained yeah. in universe that the reason why he kept being so resilient outside of the fact right thematically He's elastic and he can bounce back up from anything. Is that he had a mythical zone, and one of the properties of a mythical zone is that they have insane stamina. <laughs> yeah, they do. They're just like relentless. Yeah, they're relentless, and now that's kind of in universe explained why Luffy can just keep going, like throughout his entire, you know, pre time skip and then post time skip. Right, whenever he was like really got knocked out, he just came back up, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was like, and then I mean that's like a passive boost, right? So that's what I think his devil fruit is supposed to be. I, I think I'm I'm very of the opinion that it's meant to be a rubber hose animation devil fruit, and that people are mad at the wrong thing, right? They're mad at the fact that it shares a god's name, and they're afraid or worried that Luffy is now quote unquote a god. But I don't think I don't think Oda's going that angle. I think he's going more so the Joy Boy angle, right? The fact that this fruit is meant to bring joy to people and that's like honestly mm -hmm. really really the fact that he ch like decided that cartoons are going to be a reflection of that 
is amazing because me and my sister grew up with cartoons and so did Oda, by the way, because he's a he's a couple years older than us. He's not he's not too old. Yes. So he did grow up with cartoons and he loves cartoons. Like he has a huge I I can imagine he has a huge soft spot for um for just cartoons in general. Yeah, I would imagine. He yeah, does. and it's amazing that he can still keep having the same kind of passion, even though it's been like twenty five years to continue to draw. Like the way he does, it's beautiful. Honestly, it doesn't matter if people think they don't like it. He's just gonna do what he does, bro. And that's like really, really impressive as an author, because like there's a lot of backlash for stuff like this. Yeah, exactly. There, there really is. That's the thing. It's kind of crazy, but yeah, I think my only issue, right, with this Nika fruit is that Nika, as a concept, was introduced really recently. That's it. That's that's my only. That's the only thing I have against it. <laughs> he can retroactively say that the sun god that were people were talking about in like Skypea was Nika, right? Just a different name. <laughs> but up until now, the only time that Nika was name dropped was from Who's Who, which was like what thirty chapters ago. So that's really recent. That's like my only gripe with this thing. Weird. My only gripe is that there was not there was not more foreshadowing. <laughs> Funny, yeah, actually. it's like I wanted this to be introduced in in chapter five hundred, right? Just randomly name dropped, and then again recently. That that's what I wanted. It's like okay, <laughs> that's yeah. pretty funny. I think the power makes sense. I think the people are mad or are afraid that Luffy now has the power of a god, which very strong, but not limitless. Yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, I. I don't know what else to add to that, to be honest, but I I think that's evident by the fact that at the end of the latest chapter, I mean, he's like out of gas, right? And he's like, you can literally like see like everyone knows he's going to die. Heard. And he's already he died. Once. So everyone's so confused, uh, bro. Also, that was an interesting motif. Uh, if I don't know if you caught on that, but like the idea of that, like freedom or the idea of freedom was crushed yeah because that was his whole thing right he crushes people's spirits and then he oh man we gotta talk about kaido bro he breaks physically killed luffy and then luffy came back it's like freedom bounced back i don't know Jesus. maybe i'm reaching here but no no i think you're onto it i also noticed that and I thought that was kind of cool there's a huge juxtaposition between luffy and kaido one in that Kaido wanted to be Joy Boy so bad that it hurts, bro. It, he's depressed because he couldn't become Joy Boy. I, I'm going to let you know right now, <laughs> the kanji for Kaido in Japanese can also be read as Joy Boy. <laughs> oh, I didn't actually know that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't verify this, right? This is like kind of a telephone situation, but I, I hope that it's true because that's insane foreshadowing, right? And this also goes to the fact, yeah. remember when he... Kaido used to be a liberator, bro. Yeah, exactly. He freed King when, when he was trapped. And in the flashback, he was happy, bro. He laughed. He was having a good time. He was very reminiscent of Luffy, sort of, right? Luffy is also liberated throughout, throughout the entire journey of the Straw Hats, right? And Luffy in particular, he's been freeing his crewmates. He's been freeing country. And he's been just bringing joy to people as he goes by. He has decided to actively stop his own journey to find the One Piece to say, I don't like what's going on here. People are sad. They're not having fun. I'm going to stop my entire journey, put it on, like, standstill, and just mess you up. Because you're not, you're not cool, man. <laughs> like, 
crocodile, you're you're bad vibes, and you got you got to stop. <laughs> just, yeah, literally. He's he is the the war the warrior of liberation, and Kaido wanted to be that guy so bad, bro, that he got depressed when he couldn't, and he can't even kill himself. Like he can't even drown because he has the fish fish fruit, so he can breed in water. Which, like, now that I think about it, that retroactively explains why when people are saying, Kaido, if you want to die so much, why don't you just drown? You can't swim. Oh, he has the fish fish fruit. And I got to talk about this now. The awakening between, they, in my opinion, right? Luffy's fruit was it, not impressive until it awakened, right? In people's eyes, quote unquote, people's eyes. Luffy loved this fruit, right? One of the, like, one of the reasons yeah. he loved it is that every party... He was able to do the funniest things with his devil fruit to make people laugh. And he loved that about it, bro. He loves his devil fruit. But Kaido didn't like his devil fruit. And I, in my opinion, are you familiar with the um, Gyarados uh, Magikarp situation, right? I am. Yes, yes. My opinion is that Kaido has been in his awakened for throughout the entire fight. He used... I actually think he is too. Yeah. I think before he was just a fish. Which, you know, it goes... <laughs> yeah. Golden fish, yeah, it's a golden fish theory. He was just a fish. I think that's what his base form yeah. devil fruit is, right? And it goes back to the similarities between Luffy and Kaido and the fact that they were, quote-unquote, both candidates to be Joy Boy. But they they're really, they differ a lot in how they think, right? Um, and, yeah, exactly. I think that, that was the biggest difference. Yeah. And I'm thinking, right... And something that's gonna, like, at the end of this arc, Luffy's gonna liberate Wano, right? But he's also going to liberate and this is something that's been talked about from Joyger, for example, on YouTube. She mentioned it, and so I gotta give her credit. That Luffy's also gonna liberate Kaido from his desire to be Joy Boy. <laughs> and that's brought him so much pain throughout his life. Because of these weird expectations. Or that he placed upon himself. And the fact that their double fruits share the aspect that they were complete trash, quote-unquote trash. Uh, I also gotta mention, right, there's a current theory that the person that named... That named um, Kaido was um, Broxty Sebek, similar to how he ended up naming King, and because you know, that would be that would be a really cool theory, actually. I would. That would be that'd be really cute. Yeah, I can see that. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, there's a current another theory, right? That Zengoku was the one that that spoke about um, Broxty Sebek, right? That's the first time we ever heard about him. And the way that Sengoku said it, he made Roxy Zebek appear to be very villainous, right? But there's a good chance that Roxy Zebek, while he might have been a good guy, but doing the thing, but trying to do good in all the wrong ways, is what I'm thinking. Like he might have had, he might have been very charismatic, but might might have been very meticulous in how he like got his people together, right? But they're they're keep keep an open mind that this guy might have not been inherently evil. Like, it right. just might be more propaganda from like Sengoku saying like, "Yep, pirates are bad." And and also remember, he wasn't there. It was Garp and um, it was Garp and Roger who were there at um God Valley. Yeah. So just remember that. Mm. And while Garp is open to talk about it, right? He doesn't start the conversation. Like you gotta ask him, mm. and then yeah. understanding that he's quote unquote the hero of the Marines. And if you hear he doesn't like if you hear someone say he doesn't like talking about it, but we know Garp would talk about it if someone asked him. He's not the kind of guy to keep secrets, or at least that's the kind of vibe I get from him. But because people are like, okay, if he doesn't like talking about it and he's a hero of the Marines, I won't ask him. I just 
I, I can see people, I can see like tiny marines under him just thinking like that, which is so funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's very true. Um, remember, oh, like a couple months back when I mentioned that the event at God Valley, um, Shanks and Buggy were involved in it somehow, right? Yeah. And how uh, railing, right? Silver's railing mentioned when Momo yeah. was born. It's like, oh, it's been a while since we since we had a kid on board or something. He says something along those lines. It was most likely right that they mm-hmm. had baby Shanks and baby Buggy, and they're probably the kid of um, one of them is the kid of Roxy Zebek. They just don't know who. That would be really cool, actually. I could, I could, I could, I could vibe with that theory, to be honest. Yeah. So that's that was a, I mean, that's a that's a really really out there theory. That's like one people aren't even thinking about. That's the current theory, right? Because it goes back into remember when Roger asked Garb to raise his kid, and then he said children do not bear the sins of their parents. It goes back to the fact that during God Valley, they came together, they fought Roxy D. Sebek. He might have been doing things the wrong way, right? He was trying, most likely, to get rid of the, the Celestial Dragons. And then Roger, you know, kind of raised his kids because he's like, well, they didn't do anything bad. Yeah, exactly. That's, um, I think, yeah, I think um, that's my opinion on Kaido. I think Kaido's definitely in the running to be one of the most interesting antagonists in the series. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of connections and, like, uh, opposites and parallels between him and Luffy. I think that makes it the most interesting. We didn't even mention... Remember when Kaido's obsessed with death, right? And he says how death completes a person? Yes. In, this, in the most recent yeah. chapter, it was very nuanced and, like, quickly said, Luffy quoted Bing Sake. What's the point of dying? Or, like, something along those lines, right? When you die, all you your bones... All, all that's left is your bones, right? I don't... He doesn't... And that in there really reflects who they are as people, they are diametrically opposed, right? Luffy, who ended up being Joy Boy, right? Like, quote-unquote Joy Boy, the ring, like, not even reincarnation, but, like, the inheritor of the will. They're diametrically Yeah, exactly. <laughs> diametrically opposed, even though they... One of them was trying to be Joy Boy so bad, and the other one was just passively just living and being who he is, right? Um, yeah. There's another aspect I needed to mention. Something else, right, that's pe- that people have been talking about in the community is, like, this question of um, when you die you, and you ask yourself, did I become me, right? Did I, did I become who I wanted to be? Or, like, did I just become me? Mm-hmm. Um, I, think that's a, I think that's very powerful. I think, um, in general, I feel like Luffy is him. Let's not forget that Luffy is a flat character, and those who are familiar with the character works, right, there's positive, negative, and then flat characters. I think flat characters like Captain America, yeah. Superman, people who know a truth of the universe, right? And then they influence other people around them. So that's pretty much what Luffy is. Not necessarily to say they don't go through right. development, right? They can go through like emotional hardship, right? Emotional development. But the who they are as a core individual, right? The kind of person that Luffy is, the kind of individual that he exists to, you know, bring happiness to others and to make sure that, you know, they're okay, right? That stays consistent throughout the story. You're like I don't expect to see a point where Luffy breaks like yeah. that, right? The way that Kaido mm-hmm. wants him to break. Oh, let's see. Let's see. What else do I have on my list? Oh, bro. Imagine the flashback when he eats the devil fruit and it's because he couldn't swim. And then Big Mom was laughing at him saying, All right, boy, if you can't if you're gonna drown, eat this devil fruit and then you will drown. <laughs> And he's like, just sitting there, like drowning. He's like, "What do you mean? I can't swim if I eat this." And then she responds with, "Well, you can't swim to begin with." Yeah, exactly. And, she, and then he eats it, and then he can breathe. But he's a dumb fish. <laughs> he's a, <laughs> he's dumb, a fish. dumb fish. <laughs> yeah, man. 
I guess the other aspect that I forgot to mention is that the word government has done a really good job at hiding, at hiding this devil fruit, right? Um, Luffy's devil fruit. Do you think they they hid other devil fruit? Because obviously they don't they don't have everything cataloged. That's a fact. But I don't see why they wouldn't do that for more. It's so weird that they kept the yami yami no me intact. So I don't know, man. I think the the whole the whole idea behind them is that if they have someone thinking that they can do only one thing, they're not gonna explore that power even more. Um, were you did mm-hmm. did you peep some people in the community for a while, a long long time thought that when you ate the devil fruit you learned the name and you learned your power at a base form? Did you think that or what was your opinion on that? No, I don't think so. I think it's a learning curve. I think like there is an initial like amount of knowledge that you have once that happens because of the way your body is like structured and moves. But I think that just takes time. I think it's a learning curve. I think it's very similar to my era. Yeah. Yeah. Except I, I, I 100% like the devil fruit situation a bit more than my hero. I don't know why. They're very similar, but like I think I, that's an entire like different topic in itself, right? The power system or the magic system. Yeah, no, I I mean, I completely agree. I think the power system is a lot more structured out here, but that's a, that's a different conversation. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'm going through my list of things to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah, we mentioned Luffy's a walking corpse. And that's not, I mean, yeah. that's not, Devil Fruits do crazy things, right? I mean, and now restarted his entire exactly. heart. Like, let's not forget that. Back in Skypea. People who skip Skypea, this is a, this whole talk recently with the recent development have, have had people go back and look at Skypea a bit more critically. You know my, mm-hmm. or I might remind you of my opinions of Skypea. I love Skypea. I, yeah, you know my opinions of Skypea, I feel like. It, they're okay. It's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I was, I mean, okay. I gotta, I gotta admit, I was, I was eleven. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I was eleven. Maybe it doesn't hold up in the anime, but when I was watching that, bro, I was, I was, oh my god, I was having so much fun. It was every Saturday. I had to wait an entire week to see the next episode. It's super long, but I loved every bit of it. But um, the reason that we're talking about it is that people are starting to go back to Skypea and they're starting to see everything that's happening below Skypea, right? In the Grand Line and whatever, right? In the whole 800 year, the voice entry. Skypea as a story, right? As a standalone is a microcosm of the entire One Piece story in general, right? It goes to the fact that there was a promise long, long ago, right? A couple of years back, like 400 in this case for Skypea that wasn't kept, right? Because of some event. There's the notion that a god, a false god, removed the god, quote-unquote god, of this place and then appointed themselves as like this odd power deity, right? And then you have Luffy who came in Skypea and then took down the person, right? And there's a bunch of other aspects, but what people are, what people are starting to notice is that Oda has laid out the entire story of One Piece, but made it very condensed within Skypea. And it's really interesting, that aspect. Um, I mean, there's more to it, but at the, at the moment, I can't think about it, right? But Skypea in general is really, really cool. I, I guess that's my... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we can talk about King. I don't have too much to talk about King, to be honest. I feel like a lot of what I wanted to say about King is kind of proven. This, this, uh, in this specific episode, I mean, I just really wanted to focus on the last like three chapters, and I feel like we covered a lot of that. I mean, the last three chapters have been crazy. You meant 
they've been nuts. So that's why I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Did you did you ever go to O'Hara, the Library of O'Hara, and read stuff or no? Nah? I did. I read some of the Library of O'Hara stuff. Very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. Anything in particular, or did you already mention what you wanted to, what you got from there? Actually, I feel like we caught, one of the things that I mean, the Library of O'Hara mentioned that I would say I also found myself, but I mean, I confirmed it was the whole Sun Wukong. Yeah. Um, that was a big like kind of callback and connection there. Um. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, Library of Horror stuff was really good, as usual. But by the way, guys, if you haven't checked out Library of Horror, I actually haven't. And I can't recommend it enough. So definitely, if you guys have the time, uh, small plug, but you guys should like follow and support Library yeah. of Horror. I think they do a fantastic job. Indeed. There's a O'Hara, it's like O'Hara channel from Manu. I think he's a big contributor to the entire Library of Horror stuff. So I follow that recently. Yeah. So that's really cool. There's a ton of people I follow. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Yeah. All right, I think, uh, you know, we also touched up on this. People are, another thing that people are kind of mad about is that the tone of the story or the current fight is more lighthearted, right? And I think that's a reflection of just Luffy, right? Um, and the kind of story that Oda wants to, wants to tell. It's not a story that's going to be really depressing, like, for example, the Chimera Antarctic or Hunter Hunter <laughs> or anything of the case, right? It's it's One Piece. One Piece is One Piece, and it, it is what it is. But you already touched up on it. Oda isn't only do you know removing the dark tone there's there is a very dark layer hidden within these chapters the fact that luffy is dead luffy is a walking corpse at the moment and we're gonna see that develop in the next few chapters so people currently right they're saying oh it's too lighthearted. oh it's just it's just not what i it's not what i think it should be right for the current situation this is like some end game stuff why is it why is he just making a fool of kaido i think I think this, there's a lot more going into it, and we already touched up about it, but I felt that I might as well mention that, because I think it's one of the last yeah. things I have in my list. Oh, let's see, let's see. Hunter, Hunter, I got that. <laughs> you know, this is the first... A couple weeks ago, it's the first time that I realized that, you know, the whole notion of the downward rise, right? And something else that we ne- we haven't touched up on this, right? Uh, what's her name? Um, The daughter of um Odin? Uh, no, I know her name. She removes the mask and everything. She's like, I'm the daughter of Odin. That's the whole thing. I know. She had a really, really good voice. Kiyori. No, I had to Google it. I'm so sorry, Kiyori. You had a really cool moment, but it's just... We've been following the guy's story for 25 years, as long as your dad's been dead. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> like we, we were, I'm sorry that we're excited for, for the thing. This was your moment. You had a really strong moment, and I and I'm I'm I'm, I'm gang make Hoyori the the shogun. <laughs> that's that's where I stand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she had a great moment. Um, I, I was going to, and she mentioned that you know, Kazuki's keep their promise, and the dawn will come. And, and Luffy's journey started from the east, and it's and like the one shot is called Romance Dawn. It just hit me that the sun rises from the east, and Luffy started from the east blue. I'm so dumb. <laughs> you probably I didn't. Did, did, you knew right huh? you, you you knew in the back of your head the the whole thing about the east oh, the, the east blue and the dawn and how so when you said that i <laughs> okay, laughed because so i was like damn i didn't know that either <laughs> okay, so that's why you were laughing that's what i'm saying it was Bro, so obvious it was literally it was it was literal oh. he came from the east and it's all it's also metaphorical right in that dawn will rise and the dawn always comes from the east 
And this is perspective, right? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so yeah. Good job, Oda. Good job. <laughs> I, the East is also really symbolic in a lot of Asian cultures, by the way. It indicates like yeah, rising yeah. sun. It indicates like prosperity, growth. It, there's a lot of things with that. So I am inclined to believe that when they showed the picture of like the 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 devil fruit thing when the sun was rising, I believe it was rising from the east. But that's a that's wait. A wait, the devil fruit? Thing. What do you mean? Uh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I am. But but uh, yeah. next time, yeah. But uh, no, yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, I think that's that was everything I needed to touch up. I hope that you know some of the things I mentioned were stuff that you, you know, hadn't thought about or you know found interesting, Nikhil. Um, honestly, no. I feel like we touched on everything. Okay. Good, good. Man, I love One Piece. <laughs> I I think Goda is goaded, and he is so talented, and. It was a really good chapter. Do you have do you have any complaints with the developments of the stuff, bro? No, I actually really like it. Really? The pacing might be a little slow, but like and that's understandable. That I think that was a big outcry from the community. But yeah, recently. I personally like it. And I mean like I know Oda's been like preparing for Wano for so long. So like I don't mind the length. I think it's just the anticipation of waiting. You know, some people wanted for it to linger. The um chapter 139 right when luffy died they wanted his death to linger for one or two chapters right <laughs> and be- that's for the weekly reader but who knows if they would it would you know fit for um a binge kind of situation i would have liked that too but you know if we went with this i'm okay with this i guess yeah i think that's fine yeah i mean we still have maybe the moment when he dies a second time quote unquote dies a second time maybe that would last a few more chapters <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe that's what Oda's waiting for, right? He's waiting for the big reveal. He's waiting for the reveal when when everyone's gonna stare at Law and he's gonna be like, "I don't want to do this, guys." <laughs> yeah, it's like I I don't want to die. I would be so sad. I wanted to have at least a, one more conversation with Robin. Please don't do this. <laughs> like Robin, you know some stuff, right? I, I'm sure I'm sure Luffy hasn't asked you because he doesn't give a shit. But but you're not against oh telling God. me, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't see. If I feel like if if he was up front, went up to Robin, said, "Yo, can you tell me what you read in those poneglyphs?" She would tell him. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you just gotta ask, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, it's, you just gotta ask. I that's one of my favorite tropes, right? Or like quote unquote tropes. I'm currently reading another story. Uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this one after in our in our roundup. The whole trope about what's your plan, right? When they're going to meet some like baddie, right? Some quote unquote baddie, and then they respond with, "I'm just gonna ask," and they're like, "Wait, is that gonna work?" And it do- and then it just works, right? Because people sometimes are just open to just talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, I think that's it. I think now we can move on into what we're watching or thinking about or anything that interests us. I'm not watching anything. That's good. So I can mention I have purchased Moon Knight comic books. <laughs> <laughs> oh you did are you watching the show i am going to binge it but i i i mean i, I like moon knight and i purchased the comic book remember when we went together to one of those comic book stores and i was like do you have moon knight by lemire like the run from lemire moon knight and they were like no we don't i'm sorry and i was like oh okay i bought it off amazon for like 25 dollars the entire collection it's beautiful i love it 
Oh, yeah. interesting. I want to know your thoughts. Oh, uh, mostly are. positive, bro. I I bought the comic book. <laughs> Usually when I buy something, it's nice. It's a good run, man. It's a good run. Yeah. Uh, I like... Yeah. And then I purchased volume one of the Midnight Mission. The only reason I purchased that one is mm-hmm. because at the end of the volume, it has Moon Knight going through an entire monologue with his therapist, I might add, which was really cool. Just, you know, in general. Yeah. And he just, yeah. it pretty much the author just goes on and talks about who Moon Knight is as a character and like why he's interesting or why he feels that he's interesting through Moon Knight's like, um, th- through Moon Knight, right? Because he's in a therapist session. Yeah. So I think, matter, you, you know how I feel about monologues, right? How in general I don't like them. Yeah. Or like narratives and stuff like that. Yeah. Or like internal monologues. What I like about this situation is that it's structured in a therapy session. So inherently, they're meant to share. So I like, yeah, I like I like that. I like that angle. So that's why I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then the monologue itself, I feel like, oh, this is amazing to reference. I need to have, I need to be able to reach to my shelf and say, and like, talk about it. <laughs> so I bought, I bought two things from Moon Knight. And the other, and the other story that I caught up to recently that I feel is worth mentioning, right, to you, and I want to make it so that it's one of the um, things we might want to talk about, is this manga called and this is the Japanese kind of spelling right here, so my pronunciation is going to be weird. Toso no Freren, right? Freren is the name of the protagonist, right? Um, and no, I think, means and. And it translates to and in English. I just have no idea what Soso is. So. <laughs> I think it's to, I think it's to, end, to okay. Journey's End. And also, this is, yeah. as, are you familiar with, like, JRPGs, which is, like, kind of uh, adventure yeah. situations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how you build yeah. a party, and then you go defeat the Demon King? This is yeah. the story after you def- after the party defeats the Demon King, right? Because they have one of the members is an elf who's effectively immortal in comparison to humans. Uh, and it, you know, it takes place like a couple of 50 years after um, the whole situation but from them defeating the Demon King. It takes place like 30 years after the hero dies and it like follows what she does now. After experience, you know, she did with the party and then every human that she's like met until then. So I think it's really great. Yeah, it's uh, it's got a lot of. I mean, it's going. It's guaranteed. It's going to. I think it already has an anime um, announcement, right? It's a chapter eighty nine translation. Um, and if you're into like fantasy, right, and fantasy that's mm-hmm. definitely whole, like lighthearted, and has a a huge heart going into it, I suggest you read it, Nikio, and I would love yeah. to make have an episode on it. Yeah, I'm done. How many chapters is it? Eighty nine, bro. Eighty nine. Not that much. Okay. It's weekly too. It's really impressive that the it's so consistently written. Yeah, I actually have I have three volumes of it currently, like right in my shelf. Oh shit, okay. I'll uh I'll 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 take a look. I mean I know you're busy, so it's like No, I'll I'll talk uh it'll be a good time pass or abrogation if anything. Nice. Okay, okay, okay. So February twenty second, there was an announcement for the. Oh no, there's a one. This is a rumor for anime adaptation for the for the manga. Never mind, never mind. Yo, wait. Before I forget, for those who are interested, for those who are interested, Kaguya-sama: Love Is War comes back. Kaguya-sama is really good. Uh, on on as as of the time of the recording. So I am uh kind of excited for that. I actually didn't know it was coming out until like literally yesterday. And I was looking through some of the spring anime, and I was like, holy cow, it's coming back. 
Twilight's family is also something I'm like looking forward to. And Komi san is coming back, bro, bro, very soon. So I'm very excited. Remember when we were talking complete mad, mad diss from this <laughs> from the upcoming season? No, it, it's still bad, but like, there's like three good things. I think. Okay, okay. I think there's a lot of slice of life kind of rom com right situation that's that they're coming. It's like my type of it's my type of season. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like it's it's a season that you're gonna enjoy weekly. <laughs> it, it, it's good for me, but like overall, I also want some action. Yeah, there's. I want a little bit of both. I, I kind of oh, want yeah. Both. oh yeah. I think I share. But it's 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 gonna be a cute season. It's gonna be a fun season. I think I'll enjoy it because it's, it's like it looks like an adorable season. A lot of feel-good shows, so it should be very good. It should be yeah. very fun. Bro, they also uh, have Shikimori's Not Just Cute, which was a manga that I was reading for a while. That's 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 one of the newer ones. Uh, <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> There's also Science Fed and Love, season two. Uh, I think... Did you watch that one? Oh, okay. Nice. Cool. That's another rom-com, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like oh. more more things that you would probably enjoy. Yeah, I might. I'll, I'll take a look. I mean, I'll be watching like three or four things, so I have an idea of what I want to. Do. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a very cute season. No, no cap. No. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing like amazing, amazing, but like just fun oh, yeah. stuff. Nothing epic. <laughs> Although I do like yeah, my epics yeah. every now and then. All right, I think yeah. that's everything. I feel like I once again did mo the most of the um. And this isn't. This isn't trying to diss you. If anything, I feel like. I should have given you more shots to say something. I got too excited. <laughs> what? No, no, don't worry about it. I feel like I said oh, okay, my piece. Um, so I'm happy. But oh, oh, bro, something else, something else. I'm dumb. Try to if you look up if you look up the you know the East Blue Saga collection on Amazon, it's sold out, and they're selling for like a thousand dollars. Wait, that's the one you got me for my birthday, right? I got you one of them for your birthday, yeah, and I think it was that. It's just they're front. The cost for these things are inflated right now, bro. What the hell? Yeah, I think I think it's because the hype is picking up. Yeah, one of my. Also, they they're stopping um production for the old why? stuff. Why? Why would they do that? Um, they need to make money. <laughs> what do you mean? Why would they stop the older they stuff? Now they the the, the, the secondary market's fully. It's all. It's all. I. I yeah, now the secondary market is gonna be insane. I mean, when when yeah, I mean, well, no, I found it for like three hundred. I mean, that's I still inflated. Oh no, this is thrill thrill bark to new world. Oh, <laughs> holy cow, bro! Does East Blue not exist? East Blue and Baroque works. <laughs> wow, it's a thousand dollars. What the fuck? What? <laughs> it's literally on my shelf right here as we speak. Yeah, what? You You're kidding me. You have. Holy cow! Insane, bro. I wonder, wonder why. They're just out of stock, bro. I wonder why. No, I don't think they're gonna print anymore either. Um. Ah, uh, you you can't. There's no. That's free money. Free money for the publishers. Why would they not print? No, I don't think. I I don't think they will until the series ends. Oh my god. One Piece, I feel like, is at an all-time high right now. In terms of it, it did hit number one on Twitter, like chapter one thousand forty-four or one. It did. It was a big thing. First time mangaka ever managed that, bro. I I gotta. Ugh, it's one thousand. It's one thousand. That's crazy. Thriller bark is 
300. It's also sold from third party. Okay. Oh my, the cheapest on YouTube, eBay. on eBay right now is $800. <sighs> and that is 800 or best offer. Me. And it's open. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, Dress Rosa, here I come. 194. What a steal. <laughs> what a steal. Literally. I need to get there. I need to get the rest of the collection. I'm going to do it eventually. I, that's what I thought, bro. Like, remember, like, a, you know, a couple years. Well, whenever, when I got you this thing, I was thinking, oh, I should, I should get my set too. Never, never got it. Aww, what a cute. fool. I'm a fool. That's fine. It'll go back down in price. It, it's just inflated now because of uh, demand. Demand, supply, all because that. Because people are like really getting into one piece now. So. Yeah. Good job, Luffy. Which makes sense. Which yeah. makes sense. Good job, Straw Hats. Wait, why is Law is in the front of the um, Dress Rosa? Which makes sense. <laughs> oh, it's all the Dress Rosa gang, right? I forgot this was during the when they were like separated. Of course. <laughs> Sweet. It's this is the real gang. If we're being That's honest. Cool. <laughs> No, no, no hate, actually, no, that's mean. <laughs> that's mean. Alright. Oh, that's it for me. I think we can say bye. With this very long One Piece episode. Any any, any final words? No final words. One Piece is goaded. Please read yeah. it. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my final words. Do not buy East Blue for 1000. That's a, please don't do that. Yeah, don't don't do that. Just go to go to your library, read it online. Like, but like, I would recommend reading it legally if you can. It's it's worth it. Support Shonen Jump. Shonen Jump. Two dollars a month. You get a hundred chapters a day to read. It's right there. No one's reading a hundred. Well, that's not true. (laughs) But uh, when I was initially reading One Piece, uh, I read like a hundred chapters a day. It was ridiculous. All right. With that being said, I think uh, I think that's all we got. I.